Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Scientists have been looking for aliens in the sky. Aliens spotted watching Mars rover. The tale of the hairy hands. Ghost hunter claims she has captured ghosts. Have they found Atlantis? A haunted doll called Annie. Dogs will know the apocalypse is coming first and they will try to warn us. Why aliens and humans may not share the same reality. This fisherman spotting a monster. Octopuses may be aliens from another planet. So eat up, piggies. Whenever you're ready, Beef, you can do this oh, one. Oh, awesome. Hang on a second. I'm just going to get my, my water. <laughs> well, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That's better. Hello and welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. My name's Beef. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're back. We're back after a small delay, uh, but we're back and we're bigger than ever, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, depending on how long this takes me to edit, it might not even be that much of a no. delay. It might be like a week delay. No, but, you know, people miss us and, you know, a week is yeah. a long time to a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but... No, we're back and very excited to be recording again. Um, the voice you just heard was Bob Shoy. Say hello, Mr. Bob Shoy. Hello, Mr. Bob Shoy. And the voice that you didn't hear, that you were just about to hear, is the voice of Adam Tiss. Say hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? It's been a long time. Um, well, first of all, Beef, tell them why we're late. Uh, so we're a bit late because I was on my paternity leave. Uh, so, uh, my daughter, Amber, was born on New Year's Eve. Slap bang in the middle. As Tiss predicted on the last episode. Yeah, exactly. Slap bang Tiss. It was 12.15 in the afternoon. So Tiss, you couldn't have been more bang on with your prediction. Uh, Nostradamus Tiss. I don't remember. I mean, it was it was the due date, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's it is. I think it's quite rare <laughs> that babies come on their due dates, though. I think it's such a it's not an exact science. So I'm impressed, and you should be too, Tis. Uh, what what date did I predict? 
the New Year's Eve. She, New Year's Eve. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember predicting that. <laughs> well, I will take yeah. the plaudits uh, no matter what. So, thank you. I think the conversation when I said, I think Beef's baby is going to come on the 1st of January because I said it's going to be like a new year, a new baby. And then I said, what about you? And you said, when's it due? <laughs> He said New Year's Eve. He said, I think it's going to come on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I love that it was it was actually a lazy answer to give, but it, it was correct. We're acting like he did something amazing. Um, um, but yeah, so that knocked me back a little bit. And then we were planning to come back and record, and then I got COVID. Um, and Tiss also had COVID around Christmas time, didn't you, Tiss? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, so Bob's the odd one out. Yeah. Even Rick had COVID. Rick's had COVID. Emma had COVID. I'm not the only one on the network who never had COVID. Rubbish. I'm like some sort of superhero. I know. It's, uh, yeah, exa- exactly. It was rife. You still, you still missed it. There's always still time. There's still time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So congratulations, Beef. Thanks. Uh, on the ch- not on the COVID, on the, no. uh, on Amber. Thank you. Yeah, she's she's great. She's um yeah, she's doing really well and she's she's growing well. Just, babies don't really do very much at the minute. Just she's growing well, she's feeding well, sleeps okay. It's all right. Um sounds good so, to me. Sounds like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's good. Um yeah, thanks man. It's all good. So and Tiss, um, mm-hmm. you might have some microphone issues on this episode. We don't know. Yeah, potentially. I'm um, using my MacBook Air microphone. <laughs> Less buzzy. The the mic decided to decide it was broken about ten minutes before recording. So we're just resorting and seeing how it goes before we buy a new one. So it's a weird news. We didn't actually say it's a weird news. Of course, yeah. Sorry, welcome to the episode, and it's weird news because this is an easy way to start the year, isn't it? <laughs> weird, weird news literally needs no introduction. No, you know what you're in for. You know, it's a cheap, easy episode for us to start the year with before we actually bother to do some research. <laughs> Speak for yourselves, boys. Because to be fair, we didn't know when we were going to be coming back because it was no. like, oh, "How you feeling, beef? How's the baby? Let's just do a weird news. Let's just go this week and do a weird news." Yeah, so it's yeah. this or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so take it. You'll take <laughs> like what you're given. <laughs> you'll like it. It's <laughs> weird news, and that's what you're getting. So eat up, piggies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do I cut that? <laughs> I'll just start, I'll double down and make it the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, well... For a change, Tiss has done... Oh, and I've not been doing anything. Uh, so, Tiss, you said you've done loads of research for this one. You've got loads of stories. So, I kick have. us off. Tell us one of your juicy, juicy stories. Okay. I, I'm curious to know what, what loads means. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you said this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this one's a doozy. Okay. Um, Doozy is the word you used on the chat as well. So it really, you've you've used the word twice. It really must be a doozy. An absolute doozy. Um, scientists have been looking for aliens in the sky and scanning the skies for seven whole hours. They scanned 
and they found nothing. Well, to be fair, they've been sc- <laughs> lots of people have been scanning the skies for like seven decades and found nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's a story I found: of a, a team of astronomers have used the Murchison Widefield Array, a massive network of over four thousand antenna spread over the Western Australian desert, to look for aliens. They collected mm-hmm. seven agonizing hours worth of data, and to their dismay, they found nada. They're saying that like seven hours is so much. I could look at the sky for seven hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not not a long time, is it at all? That's not, not even enough, a work it? day. <laughs> it's not even a day of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if you leave an hour early from work. Exactly. Like they, yeah. they turned up and thought, "Fuck it, should we pop off?" <laughs> <laughs> really oversold this. Yeah, is this your doozy? <laughs> well, this is this is weird news. This is we only we can only work with what the news gives us, and the news is dross. Well, you know what? I a few listeners we had some listeners send us some stories in case we get short, and um, some of them were UFO stuff. And I was just looking at, at them, and I was like. It's just more pictures of stuff in the sky. There's nothing that we haven't spoken about before when it comes to like this is a picture, unless it's a picture that's amazing. And I go, guys, look at this, and you get really like buzzed over it. Um, then when it's just like there's a, another speck in the sky, I sort of didn't shortlist any of them because it's boring. And you've done the opposite. You've gone, here's a story. It's n- it's nothing. <laughs> it's not even a it's not even a dot. It's not even a blurry. It's just some bloke clocked off from work early. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So, th- I mean, this is barely a story, isn't it? Well, yeah, true. I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's more to it. If it's worth a headline, it must be like this this array. Is incredible. Yeah. And nothing's going to get past it. It's not like they paid some shepherd to lay in the field and look at the sky for seven hours. They were scanning exoplanets. Uh, they They were scanning in the direction of a supermassive black hole in Sagittarius, centered on Sagittarius A. Um, yeah, they're, they're scanning towards the core of the Milky Way, basically. Mm -hmm. And they're scanning a frequency, a certain frequency, which is um, higher frequency than that of the other ones that astronomers have focused on. Well, I was going to say, actually, not finding UFOs is news at the minute, because it seems like everywhere everyone's finding UFOs all the time. Yeah, like we said, the government even said they're real and no one cared. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So now it's a bit more provocative to be like, actually, they're not real. And now just some guy in Australia has gone, oh, I looked at the sky for seven hours and I couldn't see anything. I mean, if so. you said, oh, they looked at the sky for like even 70 hours, I'd be like, that's not that much. No. If it was like they looked at the sky for five solid years or something and they saw nothing, I'd be like, well, you know, that's that's pretty good. Mm. Five years. <laughs> I don't mean one bloke. I mean like this satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I'll be honest, I'm a bit shocked that that's the doozy. If yes. That's, if that's setting us up <laughs> for this episode. There's, there's, there's more than one doozy. There's a hell of a lot of doozies. Oh, okay. in, in oh, this. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so, doozy number two. 
<laughs> oh, he's going straight into Daisy oh, number right, two. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, Go on. Octopuses. I like it. Maybe aliens from another planet. Yeah, that I've been saying this for years. They are. They are apparently, according to a study. I, I believe yeah. that they're they're just weird. Go on. Well. Um, so a team of 33 authors led by an Australian molecular immunologist, Edward J. Steele, uh, said that octopuses and squid may have arrived on the planet by falling from space. The possibility that cryopreserved squid or octopus eggs arrived in icy bolides, bolides, uh, several hundred miles, uh, se- several, hu- several hundred million years ago. Should not be discounted, the paper said. It added that octopus has biological features that appear to suggest some type of pre-existence. This doesn't... It wouldn't surprise me at all if this... If we've been looking for aliens all these years and it's just that octopus or octopi are aliens. Everything about an octopus... Like, after... So, you you watched um, My Octopus Teacher, didn't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I watched it after... After you, I found I found the relationship that he he struck up with this octopus a bit odd. But apart from that, the amount of stuff in this in this documentary is mind boggling. I can't believe yeah. how clever they are. Um, and yet this is this is why I couldn't. Ever I don't eat like octo- them. I used to, I've had octopus before. I've had like octopus balls and all that stuff. But now I'm like I can't eat octopus. I can't eat something that's that clever. It feels wrong to eat something that intelligent. Mm. I can't like it. I, I I don't like the idea of its suckers sticking to my throat as I'm eating it. What, trying to crawl back out? Yeah, I don't like that idea because it feels like that's something an octopus would do. <laughs> I just they're just uh, they are they're freaky. I I don't like them. I, I they they just freak me out. I mean, they creep me out. If I go to an aquarium and I go past an octopus tank, I get all like shivers, like I yeah. get all like cold, and I can't. I I start moving in a very weird way. I like edging towards it and not taking my eye off the tank. It's like I've seen something very dangerous. Like I've walked into a like a dangerous situation, like a bomb disposal team's walked in. Yeah. And I'm part of it and they want me to cut a wire and I'm just not I'm trying to approach but not too fast, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So are there any particular octopus traits or properties test that they claim to be alien like? Uh, I haven't read the whole paper. That was pretty much what the article says. I mean, it just says, like, come on, they're pretty weird, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have got another counter um, article which says no octopuses don't come from outer space. Oh, really? There's, like, scientific beef on these <laughs> yeah. science news websites. Um, this one's saying that he wants to believe it, and it would be cool, but there's simply no evidence for it, and the researchers <laughs> not cool. involved with the study have serious reservations about its conclusions. I like the idea of this like scientific diss track going on, <laughs> on this <laughs> <laughs> octopus theory. That's really boring. This is this is why being a scientist, like I don't. That's boring. Like, well, there's no evidence to say to suggest. Well, couldn't you that... say anything was alien? Couldn't you say well, go way far back? We're alien. Isn't that the whole like Sumerian thing that Tess talked about before, or some one of the theories on that episode mm. that we're actually aliens? Yeah, I guess so. That's another yeah another theory that we are a extraterrestrial virus. 
I mean, mushrooms are aliens, aren't they? They're not from this world. Probably. I'd say they most can likely. survive. Mushroom spores, fungal spores can survive the vacuum of space. There's like theories that they came here. Yeah. They landed on our planet years ago and, and populated. Yeah, and, and way, way before, um, yeah, a long time before plants. They actually helped plants come from the sea and uh, sort of. Really? Yeah. I, I do. I genuinely think that's possible. For me, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can believe that. When I see mushrooms, I'm like, they're so weird. When I, mm. They're like a whole other. They're not animals. They're not plants. They're this like other thing. Yeah. That exists on the planet. How does it like get here? Mold. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. It feels like a an outsider to our ecosystem, which helps our ecosystem, but it feels not part of it. It just landed here. Apparently, mushrooms are closer to human biologically than they are to plants. Yeah. Well, that documentary uh, you watched it on your test, the Fantastic Fungi one. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That really blew my mind. Yeah. Beef, yeah. if you haven't watched that one, that's on Netflix now. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, that's that's a that's worth a watch. Well, how was it? How how do they how do they get here? Just space stuff. It's not well. The documentary isn't about them being aliens. It's just about mushrooms and about how their networks, how they work, and everything. It's really interesting. Mm. Um. So the st- in the study actually uh, it says here the evidence for the panspermia hypothesis the authors wrote in their paper that octopuses have co- complex nervous systems camera-like eyes and a capacity for camouflage that evolved suddenly and without precedent in their family tree. Um, so the genes for these adaptions do not see, seem to have come from the octopus ancestors, but it is plausible then to suggest that these traits seem to be borrowed from a far distant future in terms of terrestrial evolution or me- more realistically from the cosmos at large. So I think uh, what I think I read it earlier that um, they think that possibly an extraterrestrial virus infected squid and caused them to evolve rapidly into octopuses. Ah, oh, no, you're losing me now. That's <laughs> yeah, two this is different silly. animals. This is silly. Different. I believed you when you said they were just aliens, but <laughs> this is not my research, by the way. <laughs> this is not my. No, no, they're completely different creatures. Yeah, well, I don't know why, but a squid isn't as weird to me as an octopus. Do you know? Well, do you know? Because it's not as clever. It's not as intelligent. Octopuses are like naughty. <laughs> if you can play games and be naughty, then you're way more intelligent. Yeah. What do you, I mean? What do you know about a squid? I, I don't know that they're not really intelligent. They just float around. They're just like jellyfish, aren't they? Oh no, actually, jellyfish are a whole another level of stupid. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> jellyfish are so inactive that they're basically plants. There's only like one little thing that makes them even like living. That's stinging. Mm. No, they're like the you know the top of a jellyfish is basically the one big eye. The layer on top is like an eye. Is it? But it can't, but all it can do is differentiate between light and dark. Right. And they just float towards light, and that's it. That's all they do. That is gross. They just float. It's gross, isn't it? I mean, we've talked about it before. I did two episodes on the ocean because it's so fucking disgusting and weird. So I'm right in thinking, aren't I, that a squid has the horrible beak, but an octopus doesn't have a beak, does it? Uh, Yeah, you're right about that. I mean,. But this this is why, like, squid squid are just as horrible. I, I can't imagine, like, they're scary well, enough. When, when we talked about, well, we saw pictures of some of the colossal squid that are, like, 
mm. almost like fictitious in like how rare they are to see. And they said about how they found like their beaks inside the stomachs of whales and stuff from when they fought. And it's just like the the, it, this, the ocean is so bizarre. It's just gross, isn't it? It's disgusting. Everything about it's disgusting. That's why I can't swim in the sea. It's too scary. Yeah, it's it's just oh. Every year, I feel like I get more scared of the ocean. Like I used to go scuba diving and stuff, snorkeling all the time. I used, I used to go. I've been scuba diving once. I used to go snorkeling a lot. Mm. Um, I've been bodyboarding a few times. I can't even imagine getting in the sea now. The older I get, the more scared I get of this shit. Yeah, I fucking hate jellyfish. I don't mind getting in the sea for a little swim in the summer. But them giant snails and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're all right. Depends where you go. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of putting my foot down on something. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> when I was in Egypt, I went snorkeling. And it was like, I'm on two sides of it because some of the stuff I'm seeing is amazing. I'm like, wow, like there's like a clownfish. That's amazing to see that in the wild. Yeah. Mm. Just pottering around. But then also I'm like, that's a giant fucking sea snail and it's making me feel sick. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw one thing yeah. and I was like I can't even remember what it was I was like oh that looks cool and then when I described it to the bloke when I got out he was like they're like that can kill you that's super rare to, for them to be that close you shouldn't have been in the war with that <laughs> so I'm what? like oh just forget it then just forget it yeah nah it's not worth it is it shit it just do you know what I find scary about the sea is um that you can just be having a nice little swim anywhere and then all of a sudden the floor drops to just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. And obviously I know, you know, I'm not going to sink, but the idea actually of how quickly you could be out of control in the sea. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's too much in it. It's just too scary. Yeah. Do you like it, Tiss? Do you like us swimming in the sea? Mm, I do and I don't. I When I'm in, I quite enjoy it, but getting me in is very, very hard. <laughs> I'm very ten. I'm ten. I'm just like you guys. I'm quite tentative. Do you have a wee when you're in there? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Got to bless the ocean. It's the only reason I get in nowadays. I'm on the beach and in a wee. I'm like, oh, better go lay in the ocean for a bit. But but I, I get in at like sort of chest height, maybe like nipple height, but no no deep, right. but no deeper than that. I'm not up for like swimming without oh no no way no and even that you can be out of control in that part of the sea as well if you're not careful but i went actually i did go swimming in the last time i went swimming in the sea was when i was in sri lanka so what's that four five years ago four years ago Mm. and i actually liked it that time but that was like a there was nothing scary in that beach it was like it felt nice it felt all right it Mm. wasn't too deep there was wasn't any scary creatures around I had a nice day on the beach. It just feels like everything in the sea is is just trying to kill you. Yeah. It's It's hostile. It's so so hostile. Like, when I was in Mozambique, we we went to this, like, really beautiful, idyllic bay. It was just absolutely stunning. And the water was crystal clear. It was was stunning. Um, But I was walking with with a guy, and all of a sudden, he just, he was like, ah, like that. And he he went, ow. And he looked down, there's... Like blood coming out of his foot. Oh god! Um, and he trod on a sea urchin. You know they have those spines. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gone doof straight through his foot. Well, the coral can be just as bad. 
Yeah, coral. Yeah. That's why where when I was in Egypt, when I saw them them weird creatures, there was coral everywhere. So I was like panicking because I was over the coral. And I was like, if I panic and put my foot down, this is going to slice me up. Yeah, it's really Forget sharp. It. Isn't Forget it. the sea. Forget it. That's <laughs> why so I only go on holidays in yeah. landlocked countries now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, are we done with the ocean? Uh, yeah. Can I? I don't. Let me try this. Let me send you this link on the chat. Can you guys open this? Because there's a picture of an alien here. Okay. It's keeping on the alien theme. Here we go. This is um, one of the listeners sent us this. Hannah, th- she sent us a few of these, but this is alien spotted watching Mars rover in certain proof of life expert claims, and it's basically this picture of an alien just like sunning itself on a rock, staring at the rover on Mars. No way. I saw this earlier. I like the the the, the disparity between the reactions from you guys. Beef laughing like all oh, this thing. Just like no way. <laughs> Wait, I need to find it. Uh... It's not clear enough, is it? I mean, of course not. They never are. <laughs> if it was as clear as their plate. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Just like sunbathing, totally like bolt straight. I mean, it does look like my brother in a tracksuit or something, but... (laughs) I've just got to this paragraph. The original image was uploaded by NASA in April 2021, but was found by Waring on February 3rd, 2022. And it appears to show the alien laying in a relaxed pose, similar to Kate Winslet in Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) You know that even they don't believe it when they're writing something so stupid as that. So why publish it? So this is on... This is on... This is on Mars, this picture. Yeah, draw me like one of your Martian girls. <laughs> draw me like one of your Martian girls. Yeah. That, that might be the name of the episode. Isn't it just... <laughs> isn't it just a bit of like... No, it's nothing, is it? What do you think, Tiss? You were taken in by it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that looked ridiculous. <laughs> it looked... <laughs> Like, absolutely, like, tenuous link to an alien. What is it then, Tiss? Do you know what it looks like? If you just step back and look at it as it is, it just looks like the rock's got, like, a cut in it. Like, it's a jagged bit of rock. Like, there's a flat bit of rock on the side. Yeah. I mean, it can be... Yeah. I think I think it's... Yeah. I mean, our eyes try and see human shapes and everything that's all that is it's a it's a cut of a rock and it's with trying to see it like it's a person but listeners if you haven't seen it i mean i'll put a link it's worth looking at if they had a picnic blanket and like stuff around them like you do at a beach <laughs> when you're sunbathing <laughs> more believable it's more believable um it does look like someone's just laying on their side the alien looks like it's in like long sleeve shirt and long trousers if it is sunbathing do you know what i mean yeah it's like a tracksuit yeah like so yeah I, yeah weird okay so we're not we're not convinced by that one okay uh beef have you got any i do yeah i was just looking Whoa. at which one i want to which one i want to start on uh, I'm going to start on this one. So, this one goes back a few months, um, but I quite liked the story. Have you guys heard of the tale of the hairy hands forcing drivers off of UK roads? The hairy hand? Mmm. No. So, apparently, um, and this was this was released on Halloween 2021, so it is a few months old, um, but drivers 
uh, in I think it's in Dartmoor, um, have reportedly um, have reported seeing hairy hands that reach out and grab the steering wheel of a car or a handlebar of a bike um, to to literally try and get them to come off the road. Right. But what, from inside the car? Yeah, so apparently so it's, uh, the, it's the legend of the hairy hands, um, and it originates from Postbridge in Dartmoor, so I was right, uh, on the, the B3212. Um, and it was something which started around 1910, that drivers and cyclists would report these really unusual incidents between uh, Postbridge and Two Bridges on this stretch of road. Um, you know, just unusual crashes, unusual people coming off in unusual circumstances. Um, and so that was the legend, and it was laid to bed. Um, they had a few a few stories of it happening between 1910 and 1921. Um, oh, my God, that's so long ago. But now they've recently, there's been a few more incidents on this road and people have reported the same thing he's back again well he took a a century off yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um yeah and there's a a story so i just I, i quite liked this little story uh from uh from a book called devon ghosts Mm -hmm. um written by theo brown and she said that she recalled looking up to the little window at the end of a caravan. So I think this is like they were camping nearby on that stretch of road. I saw something moving and as I started I saw it was the fingers and palm of a very large hand with many hairs on the joints and back of it clawing up and up to the top of the window which was a little open. I knew it wished to do harm to my husband sleeping below. So sorry it wasn't a girl. Um, I knew that the owner of the hand hated us and wished us harm and knew it was no ordinary hand and that no blow or shot would have any power over it. Um, But yeah, there's been reported incidents over the last few years and people were talking about the hairy hands and thought they were going crazy until they uh, dug up this little story, this this little beaut of a legend from Dartmoor. What do you think to that? Dartmoor. Um, there's no hairy hand likes the party, like the hairy hand. <laughs> down, down <in> Tarty. <laughs> it's a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, it's it, to be fair. Like what you can read from that, it's a story that was published on Halloween. The 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 news article writer is for where can I find some ghost stories to publish on Halloween? <laughs> they there dug out a hundred year old story. Tried it round for everyone. Poop. <laughs> That's that poo-poo, then. <laughs> um, well, you know I don't believe in ghosts. Um, yeah, even though you've seen them. Yeah, but it's not, is it? It's a trick of the eye. When I get out of the car, right? Yeah. Um, so from the car park at my flats, from where I park my car, if you look up, you can see the window to my office, to the spare room. Right. And at the moment, there's loads of empty cardboard boxes on the bed in the spare room. And you can see the the tops of them through the window. Right. But, uh, it's a funny angle. And every day, I look up and go, oh, my God, there's someone in my window. Ah. And I go, oh, no, it's not. It's what it's a white carrier bag on top of a brown box, blah, blah. And it just, the shape of it looks human. And even though I see this every day, 
when I walk through the car park, I go, oh my God, there's someone in my room. Oh no, there's not. It's that fucking box again. Because you, you just see things. You want it to be stuffed. You want the story. You get yourself creeped out. I walked into a customer's house this week. They weren't in. I, they had left me their keys. And I had to go and look at uh, the wall going up their stairs. And I had my headphones in when I walked in. I'm not really thinking. Closed the door. I went, ah! out loud, really loud. Because they had a hat hanging on the coat rack with a coat below it. And it was behind <laughs> the door. So when I closed the door, it was like someone was standing behind the door. It's, these are what ghosts are. You're seeing stuff. You're seeing shadows. You're seeing faces and things. You're seeing Martians laying on rocks. You're, you're making shapes. Mm. I don't know what the hairy hand is, though. Maybe the way the uh, the shadows are on that road makes a hand shape on the window. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's a hairy hand. Um. Yeah, I'm not really sure what to think. Uh, I just... I quite liked the little folklore behind it. That I'm sorry uh, if I poo-pooed it. No. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in it either. It's nonsense, clearly. Um, Tiss, are you, are you, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not liking it. You're not buying it. Not vibing on that one. No. No hairy hands. I've got, I'll tell you what, I've got, another, I've got another ghost one here, but this one's got a picture. So let's send this out. This, is, um, this was sent by um, someone who's never going to be Listener of the Week because we don't do Listener of the Week anymore, so they lost their chance. Uh, Anthony Anderson. Um, this is also in the mirror. This is, um, this is February. This is really recent. This is like three days ago. Uh, ghost Hunter claims that she has captured the ghost of a teen who died in a motorcycle crash in 1945. And I'm going to send you this article. You can see the picture and tell me if you think this is a capturing of, of the pic, of the, uh, teen ghost. A ghost hunter says she's captured a photo of a woman who died in a motorcycle crash in 1945 during a visit to a haunted road. Rachel yeah. Parsons, 49, was searching for potential locations for spirits when she heard a tale about Catherine Bystock, who died during the Second World War. Known as the Methringham Lass, the 19-year-old was killed in a car crash near an RAF base. Over the years, there's been several sightings of a young woman reportedly seen crying in the middle of the road. And now Rachel says she has eerie footage showing Catherine's skeletal face, which appeared at the same time they heard tapping on the car window. And I've sent you that. Can you see that picture, guys? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. It's a ghost, isn't it? What, what is it then? Um, Smoke. It, it looks like... Do you know what it looks like? Go on. It looks like one of those um, Space Raider crisps. <laughs> Hang on, I'm getting the picture up because I don't see a Space Raider crisp. Where's the video, yeah. though? It said the captures video. Yeah, there's no video on this article. It's just that picture. Mm. It did say, like, footage, didn't it? Eerie footage. Video was clearly too good to put online. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. If you pause this video at this exact second, you got a picture in in yeah. motion. It's probably too quick a split second to even see anything. Yeah, taking taking a still image out of context of the video is very yeah loose. I mean, it's it does look skeletal. It does look a bit ghost like. It looks. It's a creepy picture. It's a creepy picture. She said, okay, so she said, my friend and I were researching the area and came across a story about Haunted Road and the Metheringham Lass. So she's already looking for it. Yeah. Um, so you're going to find something if you're looking for something. We parked up on the road, which was built on top of a runway. It was the former site of RAF Metheringham. Uh, it was freezing conditions. So again, smoke. this might be someone's fucking breath. 
Um, we use a technique of call-out. We use a technique of a call-out. Catherine, are you here? And relayed the story of Catherine Weistock. We had what we call call balls. If someone taps the ball, they flash. We put one of those on the front of the car. I pulled the window down and I said, if anybody's here, let us know. Then suddenly there was a massive thump on the car. This frightened us. As well as that, the ball on the front of the car started to flash. We were live streaming this at the time and could see that people had noticed the ghost. Um, so after returning home, she said she was flooded with messages about the sighting and reviewed the footage. Bizarre. There's no footage here, is there? No. no, it was a live stream. We got an image. Uh, there was a thump on the car. The call ball went off. I mean, it's fun. And I actually, they do um, ghost walks. Well, not ghost walks, like ghost paranormal investigations in Leeds and old haunted buildings. Like you go in with actual ghost hunting gear. And I'm, I am tempted to go along one night this year. Mm. There's a lot, lot of old buildings here. And I might, I might do one of them. They're not cheap, like forty quid. But ouch! I think, I think my curiosity might be getting the better of me, and I can make an episode out of it. It is a lot of money, and it? it's quite expensive for something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm. There is. It's all right. I'll take out the weird tales, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, uh, there is. There is a guy who's like really into Leeds history and Leeds. He's knowledgeable about Leeds. He's a bit of a historian. And uh, I've put it to him, or Becca put it to him, because she knows him, to take me round Leeds and show me all the weird shit. So I might see if he wants to see if he's going to let me record him. Uh, a little tease or something I might have up my sleeve for this year, listeners. Right, Tiss, give us another doozy then, because we've had a couple of ghosts that we're not been that impressed by. Have they found Atlantis? They. No. They. The man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Atlantis was tipped to have been uncovered after a diver made an extraordinary discovery of a mysterious formation the size of five football fields. They always compare stuff to football fields or double-decker buses. That is always the metric. The two, the two metrics. I don't really know how big a football field is. No. Big field. But there's a lot of people who don't know how to measure who do know what a football field looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really unintentionally bitchy. Um, <laughs> me out. Uh, sorry, football fans. Um, the mythical island which was said to be a strong naval power that besieged the ancient Athens. Where was it? Did you say where it was? Um, uh, it's like these news articles, they don't give any information until you get fucking right to the bottom. Uh, or they just don't give any information because there's actually no fact. Uh, Yonaguni lies in the East China Seas. The water here is oh, okay. perilous. Mm. Oh, that was one of the um, possible locations for Atlantis, I think, when we looked at it. Yeah, I always thought the most likely was Santorini, but yeah, this was another yeah. one, wasn't it? Um, this one came up when I did the second ocean one, I think. I know we obviously we talked about these places on your Atlantis episode that you did as well. Mm. So, uh, Kihachiro Arataki... The diver who battled sharks, powerful currents, and treacherous weather conditions to explore the site revealed what he first saw. 
The, cr- the water was crystal clear. I felt as though I was looking down from the seabed, from the sky. I saw a step-like formation, like terraced fields. I thought for a moment it was similar to the Machu Picchu ruins. I named the spot the Submarine Ruins. The documentary revealed more details about Mr. Arataki found before speculating it was man-made. It added, it's an extraordinary spectacle, the the size of five football fields. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth-sided walls rise up to the summit, the height of an eight-story building. Flights of the stone steps climb up from the base and on every side. The shapes and forms are strikingly regular. It it can't be formed naturally without human involvement, so what could it be? Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Pretty much that. Well, it's Atlantis, isn't it? They've found Atlantis. Nah. I mean, just because there's a structure under the water, they just say Atlantis straight away? Yeah, literally. It's like no other place could have done the same. It it gets headlines, I've done it, because people have heard of it. I feel like there must have been way... Like, if there is lost cities and really old civilizations, there's more lost cities than just the ones... More than one. ...that have been, you know, popularized like Atlantis. Ones they made Disney films out of. Pretty much. Uh, you're not buying it, Beef. You, don't, you look <laughs> pretty skeptical, to be honest. Looking skept. Yeah, nah, I'm not really into this. Okay, Beef's not buying it. Uh, nah, just... I don't know what it is about Atlantis. I just can't ever seem to... Yeah. Get your head around it. Can't ever seem to find it that exciting. Oh, sick don't... burn on Tiss's Atlantis episode. Sorry. No, that was I like I like the story of it, but when they keep saying, Oh, we found it, you're like, No, you haven't. Yeah, just, like you didn't. You didn't. You definitely didn't. Mm. Just leave it. Wind your neck in. Um so I've I might have some audio to play you, but I've just gotta try and unhook my headphones from my phone. Otherwise I won't be able to play it to you. Um, so feel free to go off on a different one while I try and work this out. Do you want me to read one of mine? Yeah, go on then. Right. So, uh, a lot of our listeners like stories about dolls, don't they? Tess, you, uh, Bobby, you did how many episodes? Yeah, oh yeah. They're back. Oh yeah. There's, uh, there's a guy who calls himself Matt Paranormal. So, you know, legit, completely legit. Uh, He bought a doll, bought a haunted doll called Annie um, at an auction. Was it it Annabelle? No, just Annie. Um, Right. I don't know how, I don't know how to, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to take a picture of this on my phone and send it to you guys on Signal. Did he buy it on eBay? Because I was tempted to buy one of these after we did that episode. I want you to also... um, Tell me what you think about the guy. It's it's just I don't know these pictures, man. Um, <laughs> like, can you guys see the picture? Of this doll. Oh, fuck! Why the fuck would you buy that? I don't understand. You know um, what? Though I feel like that doll's trying too hard. It is, isn't it? It's it's like chill out. The other the other dolls are classic like china dolls like beautiful they're dolls. creepy because they're not like this is trying to hard. so listeners this is this is this doll and this unex, unexcited man next to it um it's like covered in blood stains it's 
like got a pale ghoulish complexion. Yeah, it it looks like zombie zombie yeah, doll. It's like a zombie doll covered in blood. Yeah, it's just it, it, Did he buy I, it cuz he because it was advertised as 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 by possessed doll, haunted doll? Yeah, so this is why he bought it and to right. be honest, you know, if I if this was in the uh you know, if this was in the the blurb I, I mean, I'm not too sure I'd be rushing to buy it, but basically it's a doll which um, weeps tears of acid. Oh, I mean, really, no, it does doesn't. It, it doesn't do that. And try apparently tries to set itself on fire. Uh, it was rescued by a ghost hunter after a house fire. Um, I mean... So this this guy, Matt, from Wales, he says... After reading about her history of the house fire, I knew I wanted to buy her. After purchasing Annie two years ago, Matt experienced a whole host of strange occurrences, including the doll trying to set itself on fire. No. How, I don't, what do you mean? What does that mean? This is someone looking for attention. The, yeah, that, 100%. That doll is too... It's too... like. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like something you buy out of like a hot topic or something. It's like a little emo doll. But it's yeah. trying too hard. You got it's not it's not like a Robert the doll, is it? Robert the doll is creepy because it's very unassuming. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just and then he says Annie's tears are acidic, which is demonic, as her previous owners haven't accepted that they are dead. It means they are classed as demons. What does he mean by his tears are acidic? Like it would actually burn know. your skin or it like has a level of acidity in it? Because I'm sure my tears might do as well. I mean, I just don't really want to give this guy <laughs> much time. Like, I don't... <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> don't try and back out now. It, it's, um... I don't, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm more disappointed that it, it's, you know, this, this guy's saying... He's... It suggests the papers are just preying on these people, aren't they? Yes. It's it's just like easy, easy, like filler news articles, which is what what we do on these episodes. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. I just it seems like they called they called this. You know, they were called out to this guy in Wales. And they're like, so what does it do? And like, well, it, she tried to set herself on fire and that. Okay, what else? She cries acid tears. Okay. Cries by... acid tears is too extreme that it feels exactly. like he made it up on the spot in panic when he was being interviewed. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And this reporter was in too thick. It's like, I'm this. I'm going to have to just... I've already committed my day to coming to speak to this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I feel sorry for these people. But equally... Or maybe she did set herself on fire. I don't know. Maybe she did. Maybe she did set herself on fire. Maybe she's crying yeah. acid. Maybe. Um, I just want to know, though. like, why it's so over the top, like, got fake blood all over it and stuff. Did he do that? Was it like that when he got it? It's just a bit try hard for me. Yeah, I don't. I wonder whether he's he's painted her to look like that. Yeah, that's I what I'm thinking. Know. It's it's trying too hard. It's just people. So he, I mean, he bought her for a hundred pounds, right? It wouldn't surprise me if there's just some person, someone, just making these dolls and selling them just as a cheap bit of business, like, and just, just 
selling them to people that because they know it's a market, then they'll, they'll know that there are people that will just go out and buy them. Anyway, let's move on. Um, this one I actually just saw, so this isn't the video I was trying to bring up before. This is, um, so Hannah, who sent us uh, the Alien, the Watching the Mars one, also sent us this, but I missed this when I was just looking for something else she sent us, but I missed this one before. So it says, um, I thought this might it's about dogs. Uh, dogs will know the apocalypse is coming first and they will try to warn us, say expert. No fucking way. I read this. I saw this. Did you? Yeah, this is exciting. Um, Dr. Cameron Carlson of the Zombie Research Society. Zombie Research Society? Okay. Zombie Research Society. (laughs) Says Brits should listen to their pooches. Because he believes their powerful senses mean they will know that the undead are coming. Oh, okay. This is ludicrous. I thought it meant like, you know, a meteor coming to Earth. This is... Well, of course a dog is going to smell rotting flesh rising out the ground. I can smell that. <laughs> yeah. I I think... I was with you, Bob. I felt, I thought it meant like... Dogs can kind of sense the future a little bit, or they can feel, yeah. pick up on certain energies. Like apparently, they can smell cancer in people. Yeah, I've heard that. Or not? Yeah, but that like makes that makes sense, doesn't it? I feel like there's an episode somewhere in like amazing things that dogs can do or have done. Amazing dog stories or pet stories. There's something there. Yeah, something there somewhere. Um, yeah, I, this makes me want to not carry on with this article because I thought it meant. <laughs> they can just like sense. you started now, so you've got to finish. Um, blah, blah, blah. As an expert has said, that dogs will be aware of a zombie apocalypse before humans. What do you mean? As if that's a thing? Oh, they they would know that for us. What they would know? What? That's like saying, <laughs> oh, they would know that all liquid on Earth turned to jelly before us. Well, it won't. That's not going to happen. So it doesn't make a difference if they could tell it before us. Um. Dr. Cameron Carlson of the Zombie Research Society. What what is the Zombie Research Society? Says people should listen to their pet pooches. Da, 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 if they want to stand a chance against an upred up to undead uprising. He said if your dog starts to act a little strange, then you better follow their lead and get suspicious yourself. As what? the Daily Star reports. How is that a help? How is that a help? If they start getting agitated, what? Grab a fucking cricket bat. How is this a news story? Like, this is the state of the news in our country. This isn't like some zombie website. This is the mirror. That's nuts. And this is how bad... That is low. Even Even for the mirror, this is bad. This is how bad journalism's got in our country. Not only is that so stupid, it's been reported by the mirror, and the mirror is almost just like subtweeting the Daily Star. Because it says... He said that if your dog starts acting a little strange, then you better follow their lead and get suspicious yourself, as the Daily Star reports. So this is just the mirror reporting on the Daily Star, reporting on Uh, some bloke making up a zombie story. It's just dumpy, isn't it? Yeah, get to fuck. (laughs) Yeah, get in the bin. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not carrying on with that story. Don't like that. I, I genuinely... I just skimmed it and I saw that article as a title, uh, whenever it was, and thought that's pretty that's pretty cool. But I just skimmed yeah. the headline. 
the headline. That's what jumped out to me. That's when I was like, oh, I just found something, guys. I've just seen this. No, we, we know how clever dogs are. And they, like you say, they can detect all sorts of things. Um, you know, they, they can smell drugs. Uh, but yeah, a zombie apocalypse, it's just, it's just stupid. It's just, I that's silly. That's silly. It is, it is too silly. It's ruined the credibility of Weird News. <laughs> it's ruined the credibility of the mirror. <laughs> Nothing can ruin our credibility. We started with none. It hasn't ruined the credibility of the Daily Star. <laughs> it's so lazy. Uh, journalism's always been lazy, but I feel like it's just got so much lazier over the last few years. It's just got I worse. feel like the ju- like English journalism in particular is so bad. Yeah. It's pretty pretty dumpy. Right, Tess, you got any more doozies? Uh, I've got one that I probably can't actually discuss because I can't quite get oh. my head around it. Um, but it's a really good article. I read it and I, I, it kind of made sense at the time and then I completely didn't quite assimilate it. But it's it's the title is Why Aliens and Humans May Not Share the Same Reality. Right. Oh. I thought this was I when you when you started that I thought it was going to be about how like science there was something it this just re- popped into my head. There was something on Twitter this week about how like if aliens are real we might not be able to fuck them or something. And uh people were getting all up in arms about not being able to shag an alien, but it's not about that. So carry on. It's about realities. <laughs> uh no, it's not about that. Uh, and it goes a lot into quantum mechanics and Schrodinger's cat and uh entanglement yes yeah, nothing we can't handle and i think but i i can't i can't handle it i can't actually understand quite <laughs> what it's trying to say i think the gist of it is that um we might be in because whoever's uh whoever's the observer is uh the other is entangled so either the alien is entangled to us or we're entangled to the aliens, but either way, we're not in the same reality. The same as the cat in the box is not in our reality. It's dead and alive at the same time until it comes out of the box and it is either alive or dead. Yeah, nothing exists until it's observed. Exactly. So maybe we either we'll observe aliens or and they'll either be real or not or they'll observe us and we'll either be real or not and it's like this quantum entanglement that aliens could yeah just Mm. be invisible it it feels like something like if we talk about it too much listeners who do understand that stuff will just get frustrated about listening to us be like big fucking dum-dums yeah exactly that's that's what i that's what i felt i i can't give it any justice at all but the article is amazing it's on the next web well, like guys, um, listeners, any of these stories you are interested in, including that one, which you might want to get your head around, or if you want to see the ridiculous zombie one, they're always, I always put the links to all the news stories we talk about in the show notes. So if you want to go and see that alien zombie on the rock, it's all going to be there, including this quantum entanglement alien reality story. So uh, leave that for, leave that for the listeners to dig into so we don't expose our foolishness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've come this far without ever exposing our foolishness on the podcast. Um, I've I've got that video. I finally found it. It's um, so I was sent um, a story about the uh, this the spotting this fisherman spotting a monster. Okay, okay. 
in Fairmont. Um, but And I was like, oh, I might talk about this. But then I found a video of an interview of the guys. And I was like, okay, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. So um, this is Nate and Jake, who they were interviewed about seeing the Ogwa monster, O-G-U-A, um, right. in, in Fairmont. And uh, let's get this up here. Yeah, here we go. Nate Marino. Everything we did on the weekends involved being next to the river and fishing. So whether it was here or another spot uh, close by around Fairmont, we usually gathered here to go catfishing at night. And it was, for all intents and purposes, just a typical Friday night uh, that we would spend down here hanging out next to the river and fishing. It was somewhere around... I want to say midnight. It wasn't uncommon for us to stay here into the early morning. Uh, we all lived just a couple of minutes away, so it really wasn't a far drive. Um, <clears throat> so it was one of those nights where we were sitting down here. It was dark. We all had lines in the water. And out of the corner of my eye, if I'm sitting right here with our lines into this bigger pool, um, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something reflecting in the moonlight. It was a pretty clear night, so we had good light from the moon. And at first, when I looked over, you know, you you see something that is intruding the flow of the water. So you see the water, you know, as if it was going around a rock. Mm -hmm. And I I saw what looked like it it was, it was a circle. It was big. So I just thought it was, you know, possibly a ball, something floating, uh, you know, didn't really give much thought to it. But then as it kept swimming, I looked back and I could see what looked like a snake, a snake-like movement <clears throat> somewhere behind this ball. So, you know, going through it in my head, I'm trying to think, wh- what am I seeing right now? Spend a lot of time next to the river. You know, I've always been an outdoorsman, just like Jake. So, you know, trying to make sense of something that isn't normal to see. And then I realize it's one, it's all one thing. You know, it's all one creature of some sort. And immediately I turn to them and I just go, <laughs> What is that? Do you guys see that right there? I'm going to freaking out because I can't see it clearly. I could just see it from the moonlight, and we all had headlamps, but they, they couldn't get out to the middle of the river. So <clears throat> they started freaking out. Jake was like, we just saw that thing last week, and we didn't know what to say. I'll let you explain yeah, I mean, that part. We were doing the exact same thing we were doing the night that Nate here saw it. Another buddy of mine, Alex, me and him were sitting here catfishing around almost the same time between 10 at night. 12 midnight around there right out here it looked like what we thought we it looked like someone swimming on their hands and knees crawling across the rocks and we were like wait wait okay let's scream out let's holler out at this guy maybe you know maybe a a foam fell in the water (laughs) let's go see if we can save him and then we're yelling here sitting here yelling at this black shadow crawling up the rocks and we realized it wasn't even looking wasn't acknowledging us and then that's when we saw the snake-like tail that was going behind it. So we were like, oh my gosh, it's a big it's a big fish or a muskie stuck on the rocks. Let's see if we can gig it and drag it up with two poles. So we started casting towards it, and it we realized that it was actually swimming upstream when the water levels were easily six feet higher than what they are right now. And I don't know any kind of fish that would swim on the surface as fast as it was swimming upstream. <clears throat> that was when we realized, you know, hey, this might be something else. Let's, let's get on Google. It, it lingered. It didn't react to us yelling at it, throwing lines at it. It just kept on doing what it was doing. Didn't even blink an eye, acknowledge us or anything. And then eventually it was just gone. 
slowly went over all the shallow rocks and then it just disappeared yeah so there we go that's a clip of the interview there's it goes on i'm going to probably put a little bit more in when i edit because the whole interview is like 15 minutes long but anyway these fishermen they saw this creature uh when they were fishing but what i found interesting about it is how um casually and realistically they are describing this sighting and it wasn't just one person. It's multiple people seeing the same thing at the same time. Right. Yeah, that makes it more credible, doesn't it? And I looked up pictures of this creature. Like, what What does... Because there's no images. This is the other thing, though. Like, they, if I saw something like that, I would get my phone out and take a picture. Yeah. Yes. So that's Straight in the... Away. That's the against column. I've got, like, four and against. Because they're very genuine, these guys, in this video, talking about it. But I'm just like, why don't you take a picture then? Yeah. Yes. It's ingrained in us now. If we see something weird, we take a picture of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't... That That's that's a big... Whilst they, whilst they might be credible guys, and the story's interesting, and it's interesting that it's not just those guys, like there were other incidents is of it as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the lack of pictures, and clear pictures as well. It's not like we're using... Phone like flip phones from fifteen years ago. Like everyone's camera on their phone now is like outstanding quality. And then, There's yeah. no excuse for dodgy pictures anymore. <laughs> like I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. They they could thrive back in the day, but now it just won't fly anymore. Like even my grandparents have iPhones, or like my granddad has not an iPhone, but basically like a Samsung or something. Like yeah, I just don't don't get it. Just take a picture. Just when you imagine all of the crazy stuff that's been captured on camera and video of like animals doing crazy shit, like in all of those, do you know what I mean that? And, and those yeah. things get captured split second. So why yeah. absolutely none yeah. are ghosts or aliens or? And it's like there was one of the other guys where they were talking about. He said, "Oh, he saw the same thing the week before." It's like so, and and he didn't take a picture either. So he yeah, didn't take exactly. a picture. You didn't take a picture of this amazing thing that you're describing um, that links up to this like local legend. You would take a picture. Yeah. So I want to believe these guys because they're so genuine and I love my like cryptid or weird animal stuff, but I'm just like, take a photo. Why is there no photo? Why is there no video? You just would. I, like, I, I'd like to think even if you were quite scared, you'd still, you'd still do something and it might not be the clearest picture but even even a picture that's not very clear on a smartphone is still way clearer than you need it to be and and they would definitely if they're out fishing they would definitely have their phones of them and they would definitely because they'd be ready to take a picture of anything cool they caught yeah exactly yes so yeah, nah, I'm not sure about uh, this. I want, I want to believe these guys, but where's, where's the picture evidence? They seem so genuine. But anyway, I'll put a little bit more of that interview in because I'm sure I can dig out another interesting tidbit, and I'll put the whole video in the uh, show notes as well. Yeah, good shout. I mean, the night that oh, we all saw it, mm-hmm. there was this mad dash to try to get some kind of light on it. So we're all set up right where we're standing. And then in probably the window of 20 seconds, we tried to jump into a vehicle to turn it around so we could get some headlights on the river. And by the time we had got everything situated where we would have, you know, good illumination on the river, it was, it was gone. So for about 10, 10 seconds there, 
just seeing it swim, there was that, there was that moment where you're like, okay, this is real. Like it's not, you know, it's not just a log because it's making a motion as if it's swimming. It's going upstream. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So seeing that, seeing something that big fight against the current going up, you know, what you're seeing is something like, you know, not natural to this area. You know, you kind of get a feel for what, you know, what sizes fit where inside of the river. This was way bigger than anything that we'd ever seen. Um, and I mean, just the size of the head in general was enough to kind of take your breath away. And the link. That, yeah. And I mean, when you put together that it's all one creature, it's the, the sheer distance between the head and the tail. You're like, oh my gosh, what the hell is that thing? So how long would you say, like, what would you compare it to? Like a small I mean, child or? No, it was, it was much bigger than that. I mean, from head to the end of the tail, Jake, yeah, it, was it was a good easily 10, 10. 10 feet. And I mean, that could be on the low end from, more. from the head to the tail mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't, you only see so much of it because it's swimming. So if you take it out of water, all I know is I, I know what a, a alligator snapping turtle looks like. I've caught them before. And they do get massive. And I wouldn't be surprised if it is just a massive variation. But the point of it being is just for how shallow the water is here. And just general familiarity with the river. You know that that is something that is is existing and thriving here that otherwise shouldn't be. You know, it, it, was, it was very baffling seeing that. And then without having any idea what we were seeing, we chalked it up to you know what, we're just going to be three crazy people that are just going to spin this yarn about, you know, something we saw on the river that we couldn't explain. And that is when we came across the article that said there, this, this creature has a history, it has its own legend. And as soon as we saw it and, and read the details about it, it just snapped like that we had, that had to have been it. You know, we've never seen anything like it since. We've only saw it those, you know, the, the time they saw it and then mm-hmm. the time I saw it. And, um, and it kind of brought it full circle and it was a vindicating experience. Cause I'm like, I'm not crazy. Right. I know that I'm not nuts. And what I saw, I, it was very hard for me to explain to anybody else without sounding crazy. So I get how it sounds, but you know, you, you have three people that saw it for sure and could all affirm and acknowledge that it was something that, that absolutely shouldn't have been in this river. Or maybe it should have. I mean, I, you know, who, who am I to say? <laughs> it, it was it was nice that you got to see it after my friend and I saw it. Mm-hmm. Because when we saw it and we're explaining it to you, we felt crazy. <laughs> but when you saw it with us, it was yeah. sort of like, uh, holy smokes, what we right. saw might have we been We weren't hallucinating. We weren't, <laughs> the moonlight wasn't playing tricks on us. Though. Right. Right, have either of you got any ones that you really want to get out? No. Um... I've got a couple of duplicates, so I've got ones that you you mentioned. I had the Mars okay. thing, yep. the Mars alien, and uh, one of the other ones. So I'm I'm done. Okay, that's fine. Well, like, we'll call it a, a little bit of a short one to uh, ease us into the year. Mm. And it's weird news, so you're never going to get you know that long of weird news. It's fine. Um, Everyone, what have we got coming up this series? We're going to be doing regular stuff. We've got something special planned for the next series. It's 2022. Um, we'll have a think about charity stuff for this series. I'll do that for next time. Tiss is going to host the next one. Tiss, have you got ideas for the next one? I have, and I've also got my book with the list in it. Oh, good lad. 
I think alien mushrooms and like weird pet stories is a good one so I might add on to the list somewhere. I'll have to post the book back so you can continue to drop them down. For Seeds me. of ideas. <laughs> dear oh dear. Okay, so we'll, we'll find out what Tiss has got in two weeks' time. I feel like I'm forgetting something to, before I go into wrap-up stuff. It feels like I've just suddenly gone like, right, this is the end. Could I, oh, before you do, could I just say a quick something? Um, I was meant to say it on the last episode before we broke for Christmas and I just forgot. Um, yep. I'm sure, I'm sure it's like, I'm sure it, like, it's been such a long time now that people have probably noticed, uh, but I'm not on Twitter anymore and. Oh yeah. Um, just wanted to thank listeners because, um, you know, genuinely had some really good, you know, really good conversations and had nice messages from people over the years, but. Um. Uh. Yeah. I think I felt I was just finding it more negative than it used to be. Um. And also, I was probably using it more than I should have done. So I just deleted my account before Christmas. Um. But yeah. Um. I do. I do miss. I do miss chatting with the guys that used to talk to on. Um. Uh, and you guys will know who you are. Um. But you can still catch me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram as well. But, uh, yeah, not on Twitter anymore. Well, listeners, if you want to follow Beef on Instagram, because uh, I'm not really on Instagram, uh, you can find him there, and I'll put his Instagram profile in the show notes as well. Unless you know it off the top of your head now, Beef. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I think it's, I think this is right. It's um, LRM1987, so, you know. Nice and secure. I love it. It's like a, um, it's like an old school password, a password for the school computers. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, I'm not on it very often. I don't take too many pictures, but it, uh, yeah, I am on there. But listeners can find you there if they want to. So it's LRM nineteen eighty seven. That's the one. Love it. Um, so I'm the only one still on Twitter. I was off Twitter for a long time. I still have my account, but I wasn't using it only for when we posted. But I have actually, weirdly, used it a little bit more recently and then sort of gone away from it. I come and go, so you can catch me on there sometimes. And if you send me a message, I always get it. Um, my DMs are open if you want to slide into them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, let's 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 do that stuff. So if you want to get in contact, um, send us stuff, send us questions. Um, Send. I haven't done any of that stuff this episode because we've sort of done this episode impromptu. But if you want to send us questions for the rest of the series, um, question of the week, if you want to get in contact with anything else, ghost stories, all that stuff, uh, just say hi. It's uh, WTATUPod at gmail.com or you can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com there's links on there to everything there's links to my twitter because i'm the only one on twitter anymore which you can just go to at bob shoy if you want that's at b-a-b-s-h-o-y on the website you can also contact us directly through there you can buy merchandise through the t public link you can um, support us monetarily through the different links on there uh, all that stuff and um yeah just go on the website it's all on the website and uh, we'll talk about charity stuff and questions of the week and all that stuff next time um, and, and until then I think we're done we are I think we're finished alright thanks guys I really enjoyed uh, it yeah <laughs> yeah it was good fun <laughs> there was some absolute dross and uh, I was going to say some interesting stuff as well but I don't think there was that much interesting stuff I think it was all just nonsense 
I think the the news stories are really dried up. Really, you know dried. what? I actually think Tiss, you're right. The biggest doozy was that they didn't see any aliens. The first story, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the only one that had actually some scientific research attached to it. And the octopus one—that's hilarious. Well, that's real. Octopuses are aliens. Octopuses and mushrooms. I, I think the stories might have dried up, but I never, I never tire of talking about them. Oh no, because we don't do it often enough to tire of it. When it comes yeah. around again, I'm like, I can talk about some trash for like an hour, and then I'm done for like a little while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, to everyone. Um, see you next time. And lovely. See you later, guys. Thanks see for later, listening. Guys. Love you lots. Take care. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.